Hey there, Patriots. We are doing something very special today. I have a special friend with me today, and I want to introduce him to you. This is Russ Wagner. He is the one with OmegaKingdomMinistry.org that got cute. All right. And, and I was like, as soon as I saw that, I was screaming. I'm like, I can't believe that got cute. And so I had already told you guys that I was taking their course on uh, Ecclesia or Ecclesia. I've heard it said different ways. Anyway, the point is I wanted Russ to come on and tell you about it. And just so you know, I found out about Russ through Mark Taylor. And I've been following Mark Taylor for I don't know, three years or more. And so that's how I connected with Russ before he even got cute. So anyway, Russ, I'm so glad you're here with me today. So tell, introduce yourself to everyone. Okay. Thank you, Melissa, for letting me be on your show. Yes. Um, well, I don't know how far back to go in my life story, right. but uh, uh, my, I was raised in a Christian home. My parents both became Christians in 1954. Dad came home from World War II as a, a wounded veteran. Actually, he got a Purple Heart. He got shot in uh, the invasion of Sicily in World War II. Wow. But uh, he had issues. Uh, back then, they didn't know anything about PTSD. They called it shell shock. And uh, he basically had a drinking problem trying to alleviate his pain. But um, God intervened in our family uh, when I was three years old. And my mom and dad both met Jesus, got radically saved. Dad got on fire for God and turned his whole life around from, uh, from what he had come home from the war with. And God healed him. And uh, anyways, I was raised in a Christian home, but I was the third boy of three, three children. I was the youngest. And I didn't really buy everything my parents were trying to teach me. So I kind of grew up rebellious. I grew up in the 60s and uh, the era of hippies and all of the, uh, you know, the, the flower children and all of that stuff. And uh, so I, I didn't really uh, buy what they were selling. I went to church with them. My, my family went to church three times a week, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night prayer meeting all the time I was growing up, but I just sat there kind of like, I let it go over my head or like in, in one ear and out the other. And uh, I actually uh, started uh, some very bad habits at a very young age. Drinking alcohol was one of them. And uh, went down that path of rebellion and fighting and being in trouble at school. I was, I was basically a mess uh, as a teenager and uh, actually flunked out of Purdue University uh, because of drinking and was looking at being drafted to go to Vietnam. And uh, I did not want to go to Vietnam. I had a friend who went and he was writing me emails or not emails, writing me letters, like real handwritten letters from the foxholes of Vietnam. And I thought, man, I don't want to do that. And so I, uh, in a, in a point of desperation, cried out to God. I, I knew about him because, you know, I've been in church my whole life, but I never made it personal. And so uh, my first prayer was, God, I don't know if you're out there or not, but if you are, take my life because I don't want to live anymore. And that was in 1970. And uh, he did take my life, but not like I thought he was going to. I thought he was going to kill me. I thought, I thought if God is there, I'm dead. I got him over a barrel and I'm checking out. This was like 
suicide by prayer. Wow. That's what I was thinking. Wow. But he took my life, but not in, in a way that uh, I thought he was going to. And the, the, uh, the, the burden of, uh, of shame and guilt and fear and all that garbage that I was carrying, anger, left me. And uh, I knew, uh, I remembered a Bible verse, simple Bible verse, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I said, well, God, I, I've already been perishing. Mm. And uh, if you have something better, I'll live for you. And that was, that was, uh, that was uh, January 3rd of 1970, and I committed my life to Christ. So I uh, went from there. God started to change my life, and I went to a Christian college. I was accepted on probation. Uh, because I had done so poorly uh, in, in at Purdue, they accepted me on probation, and I majored in Bible and sociology. And uh, the Lord called me into ministry. And before I graduated from college, the denomination that my parents were involved in uh, asked me to be a pastor. And I said they asked. They knew I was on fire for God, and I was witnessing to everybody, and you know, telling everybody about Jesus. So um, they asked me to be, if I drive out into the country and preach at a country church on Sunday mornings, they said, that's all you got to do. Just that they're really good people. Just go out there and preach on Sunday morning and uh, no, no other responsibilities. And I said, well, that'd be cool. Uh, be a growing experience for me. So between my junior and senior year of college, um, I, I became a pastor, but it wasn't what they told me. I went to their meeting and they read this list of uh, stationing pastors. It's about like in the military where you're stationed there and you're going there. They stationed me to be the full-time pastor of two churches. And I hadn't even graduated from college yet. I was like 22 years old, I think. And so I didn't know anything about being a pastor. But I became the full-time pastor of two churches and had to move to the area over in Ohio. And uh, the Lord used us. I mean, uh, I was... I didn't have very much wisdom, but I had a lot of enthusiasm right. <laughs> and, and energy. Right, <laughs> and, that sounds uh, like me. <laughs> <laughs> and the one, the one church doubled in size. Had a, they hadn't had anybody get baptized in, in you know, believer baptism in years. The one church doubled in size. The other one won a Sunday school contest. And the denomination looked at me and said, hmm, this guy's got something going on, I guess. They appointed me to be a church planter and uh, sent me to Vancouver, Washington, and uh, where, I, where I was to plant a new church. They sent me to a dead, dying church, and we were able to get it going again and start another new church. And that kind of started me on a path of church planting. And that continued uh, on up until 2001. The Lord used me to, over those years to plant seven churches across the United States. And uh, I was in denominational leadership, actually, uh, their director of their center for church planting, where I would, uh, I would do what's called an assessment of church planters and then train them and coach them as they planted new churches. So I helped other pastors go out and start new churches until 2001. And in 2001, I was, I was just fed up with the system. Uh, I used my hands to illustrate. I, I would look at the Bible. Oh, I can do that. Here. I would look at the Bible, and I'd see all this stuff in here that was taking place in the Bible. 
And then I look over here at the church, and it wasn't happening. That wasn't happening, not in the church I was pastoring or any of them that I knew of. By the same token, I saw all this stuff I was doing, like board meetings and committee meetings, and it's like I was the CEO of a corporation and all of that. And I look in here, and I couldn't find it. I mean, I, I was doing Robert's Rules of Order in a right. board meeting here. Right. And I'm looking over here, and I thought, I can't yeah. find it in the book. Yeah. And so in, See, because most of us who have been in church have no idea. We, we don't see behind the curtain of what all that yeah. takes place the board meetings committee meetings yeah. and all that stuff so uh, yeah. in 2001 i left i just left you're done i uh i i was done and uh, i said god there's got to be a better way and i just devoted myself to study and uh prayer and fasting i went through a 40-day fast and uh the lord spoke i'm thinking to me you're the not the that. only pastor who feels that way i'm thinking no. there's a lot of <laughs> pastors who feel that way yeah there's a lot over the years I've, uh, since then I've ministered to many, many pastors that are in that same situation. In fact, jump forward, we have a lot of pastors in Omega Kingdom Ministry boot camp. They left being a pastor and uh, they want to know what, what it looks like if you do it like it is in the book of Acts. And uh, they're enjoying it. Anyways, uh, so that started, I uh, joined a, a mission organization to start home churches. We called them home churches or house churches back then. This was in 2001, two and three. And I started doing seminars to train people how to do house churches. Uh, and and uh, that's where that started. And uh, I was with that mission organization a couple of years, then went out on my own and started Omega Kingdom Ministry to do the same thing. About five years ago, I guess now, I came across the revelation of ecclesia, that, uh, that there's a word that Jesus said that has been mistranslated. And uh, I, I came across that by reading Dean Briggs' book, Ecclesia Rising. And it just, it just, everything came together for me. It was like, it just made sense. Everything started to make sense. And it's like, oh. Well, because it matched with what you'd been reading in the Bible all those years. Yeah, it just matched with what I was in the Bible, and, and it explained why I was so frustrated with the system. So uh, we started doing it. We started doing a couple seminars, training some people up in Michigan and uh, a couple on the East Coast, that sort of thing. And then I got hooked up with a prayer ministry. Uh, this was like three years ago now uh, called Strike Force of Prayer. Yeah. They, they didn't have a leader for the state of Indiana. So I said, well, you know, I'm here, I pray. So I became the leader of the state of Indiana. And in one of their meetings, this is really funny how I came to know Mark Taylor. In one of their meetings, they were talking about this prophet guy who prophesied that you shouldn't be involved in a 501c3 organization and that you should leave the organization, leave the system, because God's judgment is coming down on the system. On the system. Get out. The right. whole system. Right. Get out. Because get it's out and, controlled by the government. It is. And, and so they were talking about this and they said, but we don't know what to do. What yeah, are we going to do? I told you we, that I added that in my recent revision. I added oh, about the 501c3 issue awesome. in the church because that's what chapter awesome. 11 is talking about. The, one of the witnesses is the church. And it's, yeah, they've got you know, yep. obviously infiltrated. Go ahead. Yep. 
So anyways, they were talking about, I don't know what to do. We, we're going to leave the church, but what are we going to do? And see, the problem is people have been beat down so much. They don't feel that they can do anything. They've right. been told they can't do anything. They've been told to sit down on the pew, behave yourself, and watch the show on the platform, and you don't do anything. You watch us do it. Right. See, so, so they're leaving the church, and they don't know what to do. They don't know, like, how, do we go, how are we going to do this? Well, <laughs> I'd been doing it since 2001, and, I, and the Holy Spirit tugged on my heart and said, well, uh, I'll help you guys if, uh, if you really want to start a home, uh, home congregation. I'll help you. So I started training some of their people, 10 of them, in fact. And that's where the 12 videos came from. I had been teaching it locally here to a group that I was leading. Uh, okay, and, wait, and wait, so wait. Just, okay, there are 12 videos. I'm guessing they're on Omega Kingdom Ministry YouTube. Yes. Right? And before no, we forget. They're part of, they are okay. part of boot camp. Actually, to get to 12 okay. videos, they have to be in boot camp. Okay, but there are some videos on Omega Kingdom Ministry YouTube. Yeah. I want to be, I want people yeah. to know that they can access those videos. Maybe not the ones that you're talking about, but some other ones. Also, before right. we leave Strike Force Prayer, what is there? It's, uh, I know there's a rockin'. I don't think, I That's, can't remember. The rockin' the USA is part of Omega Kingdom Ministry. That's another prayer ministry. That's, yeah, two minutes. So what, so tell the, tell the websites, plug them real okay. quick. Okay, Strike Force of Prayer is just strikeforceofprayer.com. And it's a national prayer movement, mostly praying for President Trump and for conservative Christian politicians to get into offices in every state. There's like, I think there's 3,000 prayer warriors now. Here in the state of Indiana, we have 200 uh, that meet, we meet every, every week for prayer online. And so right. that's, that's how you I got call, it. You call in. They call in and call online, right. right. So anyways, in this meeting of their leaders, I said, well, I'll help you. And uh, they were talking about this guy, Mark Taylor. And I... I actually uh, have not been in 501c3 since 2001, and I preached against it. I've been preaching about this, but no one was listening. Like, <laughs> I hear you. I feel no you one, right there. <laughs> no like one the was listening to what I was yeah. saying. Always crying so in the wilderness. I, yeah. yeah. So when I found out that Mark Taylor was talking about the 501c3 and that churches shouldn't be involved in it, I thought, i got to meet this guy. I actually had made a video about one of his prophetic words called purging the temple and the 501c3 well someone sent that to mark and he called me and he said uh can can i uh put your your uh, website out for public when i do interviews and i said no i said i'm already training 10 people i was doing them one-on-one -on -one, just like you and i are right now in a zoom room I was right. doing them one on one and I was training right. 10 of them. It's and I time, thought, yeah, time can I got, that's all I can do. I don't put my website out there. And uh, he started prophesying over me that there's stuff in here that God put in my heart over the years that, uh, that the Holy Spirit wants to come out to help other people. So yeah. at the end of that conversation, I said, Well, I'll tell you what, Mark, I'll pray about it. To be honest with you, Melissa, I had no intention of praying about it. My mind was made up. I didn't want to do that. I don't like notoriety. I don't like my face being out there. I don't like being shot at. And I've right. been in leadership long enough to know when yeah. you stick your face out there, you get shot at. Especially so if you're said, saying no. something that's not the normal, you know, canned the message. Narrative. 
Yeah, that, that doesn't buy the narrative of the normal, right? Uh, yeah. So, so I got done with the phone conversation, and I was not going to pray about it. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit convicted me. You said you were. He asked me a question. He said, you think it's okay to lie to a prophet? And I thought, that's probably not a good thing to do. <laughs> so, so I prayed. I said, Lord, do you want me to do this? And uh, he said, this is my plan for you. I'll push pause on that. And I'll come back to it later. But years and years ago. Are you want me to pause? Uh, no, no, I'm okay. just saying that. Okay, story. I, thought, story. I thought you wanted me to hit pause. Okay, no, keep going. Pause keep the going. story. Okay, sorry. Pause, okay. The story. Right. pause the story because uh, in 2002 or three, I was driving down the road uh, to pick up some restaurant equipment. We had a, a coffee shop in uh, the mountains of Colorado, and uh, we bought a coffee shop to go with our ice cream and gifts that we were selling. And so I stopped at a gas station. And, and bought lunch while I got gas. And my lunch back then was a Dr. Pepper, a bag of Doritos, a Heath bar and a Three Musketeer bar. And I called that lunch and I'm heading down the road. I got convicted. Holy Spirit really convicted me. And I said, I thought I stole it or didn't pay for it or something. And I said, what Lord, why, what did I do wrong? Because uh, at that point, that was not wrong to me. That was normal. That was a normal lunch for me. I didn't see anything wrong with Dr. Pepper Doritos and two candy bars. I thought, that's okay. Uh, and, but he spoke real clear. And he said, I want you to eat healthy and stay fit. You're going to need your strength for the days that lie ahead. That was almost 20 years ago. And, and so what I'm doing now, I'm past the age of retirement. My next birthday, I'll be 70. Uh, but, but this is now, ju I'm just now getting into doing. Right my right. destiny call of God on my Kind of like a Moses, you know? Yeah. He's been, all, he's been you know, out years. in the wilderness for all those years. So uh, Mark, the, I called Mark back and I said, okay, go ahead and, and put my website out there. He was being interviewed from some guys from Skywatch TV, Josh Horn, uh, or, or one of them. Anyways, um, he put our website out and he said, there's these guys out there, they'll train you on how to start a home congregation. You know, he's telling people to get out of God's judging the system, get out. Right. He said, now we can, now we can train you. That, we weekend, that weekend I had like 130 people want to be trained. And I said, Mark, I told you <laughs> I didn't want my name out there. It's like, how in, the world, yeah. well, how in the world can I train 120 or 130 people? And I, I said, uh, my wife heard it and she knew a tsunami of people is coming because Mark has prophesied tsunami of people and also a mass exodus of people are leaving the system. Uh, they're both in the prophetic words. And, and my wife got kind of scared and she looked at me and she said, Russ, are you ready for this? And I felt the fear. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm, I absolutely am not. And I walked up here to my office complaining to God. And I said, God, I told you I didn't want my name out there. Now look what you've done. How am I going to do this? I am not ready for this. And all of a sudden, he spoke again, and he said, Russ, you will be ready. And he showed me a, a vision of a plan, a strategy, to have to train the trainers. Right. Do the training so that I don't do it all. Right. And we right. started implementing that. We have 10 people on the leadership team. 
and uh, we actually have 40 trainers now that do boot camp with people. They're trained. They're leading boot camp. They're leading Ecclesias themselves. And okay, so let me, let me time out just real quick because I want to make sure that the yep. people who are, are are new to the word Ecclesia or Ecclesia yep. who, that they understand this. You know, home congregation is basically it's a it's a it's a gathering of of 10, 15 people in a home so that you right. that everyone you know gets to you know pray everyone gets to speak the word everyone you know and where you sing if you want to you listen to you know whatever you want to do to to, to know that you guys are hearing from the lord and, and and there's more to it than that but it's it's a different vision yeah. of from going into church right. and sitting and listening to someone else because this the, the control yeah. thing has really kind of gotten cultish a little bit a lot, yep. really. Yep. A lot, so, a lot, a lot of it. Yep. I said the other day in class, I said it's popish, <laughs> and Russ was laughing yep. at me. But yeah, this just this, yep. this real this tight control mechanism, and that has not served us well in in trying to stave off the evil that has overtaken our society, especially because there've been so many who infiltrated the church. Yep, yep. The word ecclesia. It's ecclesia if you're in America, if you're uh, from across the pond in England, the British people say ecclesia, but uh, ecclesia for most people in the United States. But it's a word that Jesus spoke in Matthew chapter 16, verses 16 through 20, where he's talking to Peter. And he says, upon this rock, I will build my ecclesia. He did not say the word church at all. In fact, church and ecclesia are two different things. You can look up the word church in a dictionary, and uh, you'll find that the word church came from a totally different word, not ecclesia. But it me church means a building, a denomination, a, a worship service, or a profession, such as the clergyman serves the church. That's what church is, but that's not what Jesus said. There was no church in the Gospels. There was no church in the book of Acts, there was no church in the letters. That word was written back into the Bible about 400 years ago. There is a YouTube video they can watch on Omega Kingdom Ministry called 400 Years of Misinformation, Deception, and Cover-Up. And so uh, that's where the word, the word church was just put in the Bible 400 years ago. Uh, by Isn't that King crazy, y'all? Actually, when he translated. <laughs> I'm talking to my people, right? That sounds crazy. Yeah. But it, yep. it does help to explain why we are where we are. And I, something you were saying before, you know, when I, you know, I've even had at church where they'll say, oh, you know, we're going to, this is the way we do our, you know, Sunday school. And, and don't worry, you won't have to pray. And basically acting like, you know, prayer is a bad thing, <laughs> you know, and, and making, stunting the growth of believers to think, oh, right. well, I need to just sit and listen. And I don't really, almost putting a mask on, you know, a muzzle on on believers so that they don't have the the confidence to go out and take this kingdom right so uh how how the word ecclesia should be translated is the word congregation william tyndale translated the bible about 75 years before king james version of the bible and when william tyndale came to that verse jesus said i will build my ecclesia he translated congregation because there were congregations meeting in homes, in bars, pubs, in the woods, in barns. They were meeting, but they weren't right. part of that formal church system. They right. were not part of the church system. 
they were outside the system and they were called congregations. Like a remnant was, there's always been a remnant. There's right. always been a remnant. Of course. And they well, were you know, that I, remnant. I, I want to tell you so something real King, quick. I've never told you this, but, um, you know, I was, I've been in church all my life. Right. And then, um, you know, just, that's what you do. Sunday morning, you yep. get up, you go to church. Right. And so I actually, at my two last jobs before I went into full-time missionary work, I, you know, they opened the door for me to have a Bible study at this, at it, both of the companies. And it, you know, so it was a small gathering. It was really an ecclesia. You know, we're, yeah. we're gathering together to pray for whatever need and people are you know, sharing the word or whatever. And it was very informal. But I was like, I guess that was my first wake up call. That was before I'd ever met, you know, heard of Mark Taylor. And I'm like, I'm really getting more out of that setting than I was getting out exactly. of church. Exactly. You know, because we said the fellowship and the camaraderie and the encouragement, you know, that you get, you know, an iron sharpening iron and, you know, right. bouncing things off each other and praying for each other. Right. And so, uh, anyways, that the word, the word ecclesia should have been translated congregation. That's what we're doing, training people to start home congregations. And as you said earlier, you can, it's not about the house. It's not about the building. Actually, you could meet anywhere. You could meet right. in a park pavilion, a coffee shop, a back room, a restaurant, anywhere. Uh, but it's about what goes on in that meeting. And instead of it being one guy up on the platform and everybody sitting on the pews watching the show, it's everyone gets to participate. Everyone gets to minister because it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, that when you come together, let every one of you have a song, have a word, have a testimony, have a prophecy, have a tongue, have an interpretation. So how do you do that when you're all sitting there just watching the show on the platform? It doesn't happen. But in, in a home congregation or an ecclesia, everyone gets to share and everyone gets to pray. And people are taught how to exercise their gifts so they grow. The only way you're going to grow your, in, in your gift is to exercise it right. and, uh, and use it. So right. everyone gets to participate. Everyone, if you got a question, people ask questions. And there is, there is leadership. We call them overseers. That's the word that's actually in the Bible. And again, King James wrote another word into the Bible. He said, if any man desire the office of a bishop, and, and he translated the word overseer as bishop, and he wrote the word office in. There is no office there. Oh, oh well, no that's a new one. See, we haven't gotten to that lesson. You didn't get to that lesson yet. So anyways, let me explain that. Here's the office of the president, and here is President Trump. We voted for President Trump, and we put him in the office. Now, at the end of four more years, President Trump will not be in the office, but the office will still be there. Okay. Now, so because the church system has the office, King James wrote the word office into the Bible. Look at your King James Version Bible, 2 Timothy chapter 2. If a man desire the office of a bishop, the word office is not in the original language. There's no word there for it at all. They wrote it in. There is no office. And the word bishop, what in the world would a bishop do in a living room? There's no, there's no, right. there's no role of a, right. of a bishop. Right. So it's right. a wrong word. They use churchy words. They use. Uh, well, and it, they use control words. <laughs> control words. Exactly. And put it in the Bible. But overseer, 
an overseer's role in the living room is to communicate and facilitate and moderate. And everyone can do it. If you can read the Bible, you can lead a home congregation. And, and people will say, well, I don't know how to lead a Bible study. We'll help you with that. We have another class called How to Lead a Bible Study, uh, how, to, how to Study the Bible. We have graduate classes that are all free. But uh, we'll help people with that. But um, the basics of it is 12 weeks of training that we call boot camp. And uh, it basically involves uh, three components. You have to read four books. And uh, they're books that are saying about the same thing that I say in the videos. You have to listen to 12 videos or watch them, one each week. And meet in a, in a, in a Zoom room with others who are going through the same thing. And you get to ask questions. It's open format in the Zoom room. You get to ask questions and, and they'll help you with it. So an ecclesia actually forms in the Zoom room. People start praying for one another. Signs, wonders, and miracles happen. We've had some amazing things happen uh, just this past week. Uh, and I shared it last Sunday that a little baby was prayed for in a classroom in, that I was leading. Baby was born without a gallbladder and the baby's liver was malfunctioning. And the doctors told the parents, this baby is going to die. It's not going to live make arrangements they were catholics and he said make arrangements with your priest call the priest make arrangements for the funeral well the the boot camp graduate heard about it it's a relative and uh, she was not happy with that and so uh, she knew someone that lived near there and she contacted him and said let's pray for the baby so she set up a zoom connection with the baby's parents and in their house and prayed through Zoom. They anointed the baby with oil and prayed that God would heal the baby. The baby started eating instantly, was hungry, started eating, started having normal bowel movements. They took the baby to the doctor. He examined the baby, and the baby has a gallbladder. Wow. God grew a gallbladder. Wow. And the liver's functioning fine, and the baby is doing very, very well. Wow. So, uh, we see those things happen. The Lord is able to do the same things he did. He's always done. If yes. we don't just stand in the way and, and, you know, keep people from going in, you know, that's what the Lord Jesus said about that. The, that the Pharisees would, they, they wouldn't enter and they wouldn't let the others enter. Exactly. He said, woe to you for not, <laughs> not entering in and, and keeping other people out. Exactly. And I certainly don't want to be a part of that. Amen. So, um, okay. So number, uh, one of the questions I was going to ask you was, okay, so a lot of churches, I'm thinking this is some of the questions that people have out there. Yeah. Some people, uh, a lot of churches have small groups. Yeah. So how, you know, does that solve the problem? Cause you have a small group. How about that? Well, the small groups are all accountable to the senior pastor and the oversight of that church, the elders or whoever it is. And they have to fulfill the vision and the function, the ministry of that church. That's one of the problems. So that small group can't develop its own vision for ministry in the community. And in fact, we've had many people tell us that's where they came from. They started to do that and they had a vision for ministry. And, and the then again with the control. The leadership came in, they came in and shut it down. They actually shut it down. But there's an even bigger problem. The bigger problem is that church is still involved in the Bible 501c3. Yeah. And so it creates a spiritual it, it creates a spiritual cutoff of the head of Christ being the head of the organization right. 
and it uh, makes the federal government the head. And God is done with that. I mean, he's right. judging the system. He's right. done with that. I know he's I'm judging done. the system. I'm done. I'm, done. <laughs> I'm one of the duns. <laughs> I was done uh, in 2001. Literally, I'm a dun. I think I told you the story. I, you know, I won't go into the detail. One day it was clear something happened at the church. And I'm like, this control thing, I got to go. I, and literally the Lord just pushed my feet out the door. And he said, do not stop until you get in that car and you don't come back. You know, it was yeah. that serious. This, and I, I, ser I sensed it from the Lord. He's like, this is not where I'm leading you. You know, and so what yeah. we've been doing for the past, I don't know, six years is we've been going out to parks. We've been having just at our home. We have a pool. We have kids come over to the pool. You know, wherever we go, you know, we can have just a small group. Literally, yeah. you know, we had a flood here. We would just literally meet out in the in in the in the yard and we're having a little yep. mini ecclesia you know exactly. right there and it was just it's so it's so enriching so fulfilling and so you know encouraging to each other and just it we is. just we just it becomes very natural and not something i'm like i'm going to church but that you are, are you know that you're you know being the body of christ everywhere you yep. go yep see in the in the church uh, it's really hard to obey the scriptural commands of what we're supposed to be doing. There's over 50 one another passages in the New Testament. To, like pray for one another, bear one another's burdens, accept one another, admonish one another, love one another, esteem one another. How do you do that? You can't. you got to go in and sit down and be quiet. But in, in, right. a, in an open format, in a living room situation or your yard or by the pool, you can do that. You can have interaction with one right. another right and, and actually get that, that actually what the church has done it has trained people to be inactive yeah to be complacent right uh, to you know to be passive uh the church has trained people to be pacifist in a sense because and mark taylor often says the church is combat ineffective yeah it's combat ineffective because it's trained the people to sit down and be quiet and let, watch the show on the platform and so they're you know they're not they're not uh you know, they've been trained to be passive right. instead of right. active. And in the home congregation, they're activated. They're being activated. Right. To, to yeah, you know, and that brings up something else that we were talking about in our class. And I want you to, to explain the, the role in the community as the, um, uh, the, the court. Is that, am I using the right word? No. Um, <laughs> That's why I'm having council. you here to explain. <laughs> How about that? The, first of all, the word ecclesia, I didn't get to talk about that yet. The word ecclesia was a word used in the Roman government uh, for 400 years before Jesus said it. And so the disciples all knew what an ecclesia was. It was the ruling council in a local community. So up here's the king, and he gives uh, orders about the lifestyle that's to be lived over here in this little town. Over here in this little town, the ecclesia is responsible for implementing the dictates, the lifestyle, the commands, the laws, the rules of the king. So he brings it over here. The ecclesia implements it. Jesus said, I'm going to build my ecclesia. That's the ruling council of the kingdom of heaven on earth. There, right here, right there. <laughs> the ruling <laughs> council. Yeah. Yeah of the kingdom of heaven on earth so he's the king and he tells us what to do and we're to right. implement that in a community right. with authority he's given the ecclesia the keys to the kingdom of heaven to bind on earth what is bound in heaven and to loose on earth what is loosed in heaven 
Now, the church hasn't been doing that. They're basically not engaged. In fact, a lot of churches, if you go to a church, they'll tell you that uh, don't bring up politics. Right. We don't talk about politics here. Right. Which is really, really strange considering that Jesus is coming back as a king, as a king. Right. And the word says that the government of his shoulder, the government is on his shoulders. Right. But don't talk about politics. Right. Uh, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. No. The Bible is about politics. The Bible right. is about a government. It's, they wanted it's, us disengaged. They, they, that, that's they the want, point. And the, and the point is that the people who have been, who've been infiltrated and have been in, uh, put into these leadership positions have just wanted to say, look, we're going to run everything and you just do it. <laughs> be a sheep. Yep. Do as you're told, sit down and shut yeah. up and, and don't, you know, only, only, you know, we'll keep you busy on this, but it's really, it's, it's so, it's such, it's so off onto the side. It's not really hitting society where it needs to be the, the right. solution. So the, the vision is in your own community that you have this, lots of ecclesias, that that's the vision is where there's, yeah. there's home congregations all over the city and that, that the Lord is leading the, the, how, on how to how to manage the city to make sure it's run right. properly spiritually they have authority to legislate from heaven to earth what it's supposed to look like in that city that's why jesus taught us to pray let your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth just like it is in heaven but see we we haven't put legs on that we we don't implement that but in the ecclesia the home congregations they actually legislate the atmosphere they change the atmosphere so right. that the atmosphere of a community begins to change right. and uh, so we're seeing that happen across the united states in cities there are many many stories coming in of yeah. things that have changed major well, spiritual I, things our, have changed our, our our normal psyche might go oh well you know how would we be able to do that with just you know 15 people meeting here and 15 people there and all the all around when these big box budget churches have not been able to do it and right. and and i go back to what you were saying before is it's because it's now under the lordship of christ it's, it's under uh, the it's, lordship it's, of christ and, it's no longer and, th- and also they're getting their directives from him about what heaven Whatever on earth is supposed to look like and they're implementing it through prayer and warfare right. intercession right. intercession and warfare to change the spiritual atmosphere the climate of a city and the whole area begins to change. And, and actually, that's happening across the United States. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's amazing to see these stories come in. But, yeah. I, I think of that as, you know, in 1 Corinthians, is it, I guess, 13, where it talks about, you know, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. But yeah. when, you know, when I became a man, I put away childish things. The childish thing is to sit and listen and just be told what to do. You know, now exactly. it's time for us to take authority and to take dominion of this earth. And not, you know, okay. we're doing this in every area. So that's, that's really what it's got, to, it's got to boil down to because part of the, you know, what's happening right now is, you know, where I'm coming from is that this is, this, this new world order is the beast of revelation. And then they have to go because this, their whole government construct is soured up. It's bad. Yeah. And then you've it's, got it's satanic. It's satanic and it's got to go and we cannot even into the abyss with right. them. And then um, same thing with the false prophet. You know, because I'm convinced that a lot of this is Masonic who have, yeah. you know, have infiltrated and they work for another master. And that's which is not many, Christ. many pastors, many, many pastors that are 33 degree Masons, many pastors that have actually been trained by the CIA 
we have the documentation. Right, right. That, the charge that the committee has trained pastors. The mission of a church is to get people saved, baptized, and then become members of the church. Right. And become a good Baptist or a good a Lutheran. Don't forget the tither. <laughs> and tithe so that we can pay for the building and the program. So it's become a good active member. But it's all inside this box. Everything happens in the box. You know, uh, the, the meetings are all come here to, to the, come to the box. The healing meter, the special meeting, you know, the, the, it's all come. Come to the Christmas cantata. Come. And Jesus' message was Go out into the world also jesus great commission was to go and make disciples of the nations he said disciple the nations and i've been saying this just the past two or three weeks while the church has slept the enemy discipled the nations right we have not done that right now and we're also rising controlling up. the um the curriculum you know which yeah. you know people ask me you know what do you read the bible <laughs> just yeah. read the Bible, read it and read it yeah. and read it. Just and the Lord will speak through His Word. One quick thing I was gonna, I was thinking about is like I've talked about this on videos before. Is that the Tower of, of Babel? The Lord wanted them to separate and to and to and basically to go into small groups. Yeah. Because when you're when you're all in one big pocket, it's so easy easy to control. That's why the the, the beast has wanted to do this one big world new world order government. Instead of exactly. you know, the, the power to the people in a small in a small group setting. So yeah, exactly. and tell what your wife said uh, at that after she went to that church that day. Yeah, we we had been meeting in a living room, a home a home church back then. We just called it house church, and uh, we decided to go to a large church that was in Colorado Springs. And I won't give the name because it's it's well known out there. Uh, like. At that, that time, this was probably 2001 or two, there was 10,000 people there. And uh, they had a great sermon. The preacher was polished, good Bible preacher, and uh, an excellent worship team. I mean, the, the worship leaders' songs were being played on the radio that week in Springs. And so we thought, wow, that's really cool music. And so uh, we were walking out of the church, and I asked my wife, I said, well, honey, what did you think of the service this morning? And she was quiet for a little while. I, I could hear the, the, the gears rolling and right. contemplating. And she said, well, she said, once you've experienced more, everything else is less. Right. And I, I started weeping. I mean, yeah. I, I, the Holy Spirit hit me and I started weeping yeah. and I thought, boy, yeah. she's speaking the truth there. She's prophesying. Yeah. Yeah. speaking the truth right because, because it's, really it's not about true. bells and whistles it's not about fancy songs it's about you know we've we've got to get to the heart of the matter and and the connection with our brothers and sisters connecting you know here in town with one another right connecting with one another and with jesus in the home congregation jesus is the head the holy spirit is the administrator he sets the agenda the holy spirit shows up and uh you don't have to worry about what are we going to do? There's no bulletin to follow. Right. It's follow just relax and enjoy. Relax. Enjoy yep. each other. Enjoy one another. And enjoy, enjoy the, the word. Of the Lord. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And the less control, the better. I think we all need to, yeah, I, I yeah, I just was like, I can't. <laughs> I got to get this off my shoulders. Um, okay, so do you ever meet in a large gathering? 
Yes, what we're doing in teaching people, and it's it's in a video you didn't get to yet in your training okay. process. <laughs> we're on uh, week eight, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. numbers 10, 11, and 12. But uh, yes, and uh, because we only want the home congregation to be about 12 people average. It could be a few more, a few less, whatever. And people wonder like, well, why 12? And I said, well, well uh, that's what Jesus had. And it's kind of foolish of us to try That's to improve upon, try to try to improve upon his methodology, but we found that when you get like more than fifteen, it becomes uh, hard to get everyone to share, and have time for everyone to pray, and right. so we keep it small so everyone can share, everyone can pray. So what we do is when it gets about uh, ten or so, start looking for another leader, in that group, someone else that could facilitate, that could moderate another group. And, and instead of a church split, it's an intentional division. We divide right. in order to multiply. Right. So we divide the group and we go on. So now we got two home congregations on, on the east side of your town, or one might be downtown and one might be on the east side, whatever. We, we, we help you divide it. And then those divide and those divide until a whole area is saturated. But wow. you can bring them together in larger meetings. You can do special events. You, some of them are kind of messianic leaning and they do the seven festivals of the Lord and they bring all the home congregation yeah, together seven times fun. a year for the festivals. Yeah. Others do them more patriotic, like they'll have a great big Memorial Day service and, and raise a flag. They'll have a 4th of July service and do things like that. Uh, and maybe okay, have a that's chili, cool. Yeah, a chili and they maybe have a Facebook page or something so they can communicate with each other about different things that are going on. Yeah, we're actually, our our local one here uses Messenger, backside of Facebook, and, and uh, they use it every week, in fact, for, but yeah. bring them all together, and you share. It's not like a church split where the right. divorce no, no, no. takes place, and you never talk to them again. You stay connected. You can share prayer requests from one cell, from one from one home congregation to another. You can pray for one another in an area and 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 help one another out so they stay connected right i had another question i lost it oh i was gonna tell you one other thing another way for them to meet and this has already been happening uh there's a lot of church buildings that aren't used on sunday nights or even a friday night or a saturday night and almost all of them want more money they need more money to pay for the building so you contact the pastor and say can we use your fellowship hall you know, uh, the fellowship hall probably seats 150, 200 right. people. Can we use your fellowship yeah. hall for a guest? So you, and you, just have a big yeah. potluck carrying right. dinner. Yeah. So you reminded me of something. It, this is so funny because when, the, when I, when the Lord first pulled me out of that situation before that other really, really large church, I won't name either. Um, I was like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? I, I just don't know what to do here. And so I actually went to a, another large church, whatever. And uh, it's funny because I have been in church all my life, all my life. Would you believe that when I was, and I'm not shy at all, at all. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> at all. <laughs> and so I go, you know, and, and walking in the door, I got nervous. I thought, what is this? That's weird. I mean, I could go up there and preach the sermon, you know. You know, I, I, I know every song in the book. It's not, you know, I know exactly what they're going to do. It's not like it's, you know, I was trying to go to a Hindu temple or anything. It wasn't going to be anything right. different. And 
I was like, oh my goodness, I, I wonder how many people feel that way when they go to a church and that's why they don't go because they just, it's too, it's too daunting. And so to go to someone's house, into their home, have, have a cookout, that's a lot, a lot less daunting. Exactly. It's, yeah. it's natural. It's relational. Right, 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 right. Free, free food, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, what's wrong with this Okay, so um, uh, our time is really kind of running out. Uh, I'm trying to keep it within an hour, and I'm already 56 minutes. Okay, so I want to uh, ask you to start on this. To, need you just go to omegakingdomministry.org. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'll I put can... the link below so they can find it and and the class. They can join them. Sign up for the class. It's a Zoom class. They, it's free, and then yep. they can learn how to do this. It's absolutely free, and it's not free with some strings attached. Like if you want more, you got to pay, like a back paywall. We don't do any of that. We're not selling anything. It's all totally free, and they just go to omegakingdomministry.org, scroll down. There's a form to fill out. They just put their name, email address, right. and it hit submit. They will get an email back instantly. Right. Some people say they don't get it, but actually they do. It's probably in their but junk spam. mail folder. Yeah. Spam because it's sent by a, 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 an auto send email program. And in that email, they'll get two free videos. They'll get the one about the 501c3 that I did that Mark Taylor originally connected with me about. And they'll get one about what, what the boot camp is all about. And they'll get uh, the four books that they'll need to order. Right. And then they contact us and uh, let us know what class they want to sign up for. We right. offer them. Actually, right now, all the July classes are already filled. We're starting some more, trying to get some more July classes posted, but we'll be posting August classes right. soon also. Yeah, and the books are so good because every every page, I'm like, I got to highlight that and that. It's like the whole thing is highlighted. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay, well, I think that's that's great. Thank you. I'm so glad that we joined together. Do you want to lead us in prayer before we go? I absolutely will. Well, let me first say thank you, Melissa. Thank you yeah. for inviting me. And I thank you for what you're doing. I praise God for what you're doing for the, this uh, great awakening that is taking place. And uh, we are in the foxhole together. And it's just a, a great joy to be in the foxhole. What a day. What a day. It's an amazing yep. time great, to be alive. Mark said this last week that um, there cannot be a great victory without a great battle and so we are in a great battle <laughs> yes we are we're gonna win though here real we quick win. yeah we we're win. Gonna win all right you ready win. to lead us yes i'll pray let's pray father i thank you for all that you're doing in this world today and i thank you for the righteousness and justice that's coming down your word tells us clearly that that's the foundation of your throne so we see you laying in the foundation of your throne as righteousness and justice comes down. Light comes down and reveals the corruption and, and the uh, evil that has been uh, running rampant upon the whole earth. And you're revealing it and bringing it out into the light. And I thank you for that. Thank I thank you and praise you that you're raising up the army of God here yes. on earth and that the uh, heavenly hosts are joining forces with the army of God on earth and the Heavenly armies are coming down to raise up the army of God here on earth. And, and you've engaged us in battle. Lord, I thank you for that. I praise you for it. I thank you that the true sons and daughters of God are being manifested and are rising yes. up and are taking their authority. I thank you, Father, for all that you're doing. I thank you for 
Melissa and, and the Freedom Force Battalion. I pray your blessing upon her, her family, her life, and her ministry, Lord. Yes. Increase the ministry. Yes. And, and open up more eyes, Lord. I know her heart. She just wants people's eyes to get open. She yes. wants people to be awakened yes. to what's going on and yes. get engaged in this fight. And so, Lord, yes. I pray that your kingdom come and your will be done yes. on earth just like it is in heaven. Yes. And let the angels rejoice and, uh, and, and your kingdom expand. Your yes. word says that, that of the increase of, the, of your kingdom, we there will be it. no end. That's right. And we, uh, we're uh, so thankful, Lord, that it's increasing and growing even in this day and in this yes. hour. We yes. praise you and thank you, Jesus. Yes. yes. I pray yes. in I, Jesus' name. I also want to lift up my brother, Russ, and all those who are leading the boot camp. I pray that you would just bless them and, and uh, so that they can pass along this understanding so that we can, we can get this show on the road. People are starving out there. Lord, we, we're so ready for uh, your, your uh, kingdom to come, your will to be done. Like my brother said, and for, for so many to, to be able to be encouraged by the, the fellowship that they will enjoy with their brothers and sisters. I just pray that so many will go and, and get the training so that they can uh, be part of what you are doing in this great day. We all have such a, a huge amount, big job to do, but mostly just enjoying uh, what you've already set up for us. If we just learn how to do it your way, we pray all these Amen. things in your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. I want, love to, you, I want to say yes, one sir. more thing. Yes, sir. Can I say one more thing? Yes. <laughs> I want people to know that we are not a denomination. Right. They're not joining anything. Right. I know that no. people are no. people are afraid. Like, am I joining some new denomination? Okay, good. We good are point. not a denomination. There's right. nothing to join. There's no, no forms to fill out. No. What we do is we train, equip, and release. Right. To, we release right. you it's, to the kingdom. Right. I think they got not, that, that it's not this control deal. You're we're not, not doing that. not a covering. That. Jesus right. Christ is the head, and he's That's your right. covering. Don't, don't say, we're not your covering. He is. So we're not a denomination. You're not joining anything. Right. We train, right. equip, and release. Right. I love it. Love it. <laughs> I feel better already. All right. Thanks, Russ. All right. Bye-bye. Thank Bye -bye. you, Melissa. Bye.